Steve, can you tell him please not to throw a sickie when I'm on holiday and having a quiet Christmas? That would be great. Have a Bible, will you? Turn. Talk among yourselves. Genesis 28. It's going to read uh, probably for many of us a reasonably familiar story of Jacob fleeing away from his brother Esau. Uh, Genesis 28 verse 10. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. And when he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway rising on the, resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And there above it stood the Lord. And he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I'll give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. I'll bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I've done what I promised you. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. And when Jacob made, then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey, I am taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's house, then the Lord will be my God. And this stone that I've set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, I'll give you a tenth. Remember of us this morning, the quite proud grandparents, just remarkable, you know, that I've just produced Lucy. It didn't seem to be any uh, effort at all. I, I, you know, don't you think we did well? I think it's extraordinary that uh, I must say a lot less trouble than the earlier batch. Uh, we're here for thanks and dedication and as Andrew was saying at the beginning it's something of a season for it that, uh, you know, end of a year you may, we may not maybe you do do resolutions not a bad thing people are not New Year resolutions actually having some clear sense of intent of how next year is going to be better than that isn't a bad idea preachers normally not New Year resolutions I'm just kind of defending them in a kind of a way because change is is good for us isn't it it's 
particularly improvement. It's not a bad idea. And uh, Pete, sorry, you just, my eye just landed on you. <laughs> and then next week, you're going to kind of go through a covenant. It's a good Methodist pattern that uh, Wesley started it in 1755, so 253 years later, you're still at it. That every year, saying, I'm just going to renew a covenant. I'm go- I, 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 made a, I made my stand, and I'm just going to remind myself and testify in front of everybody else that this is where I am. This is where I'm going. This is what my values are. So, it, 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 whether it's Lucy or the church or you as an individual, or me as an individual, that it's a season for dedication, that's what I'm trying to say. But then, begs the question, think of Lucy for a minute, what's the, what's the benefit? What, what, what difference do you think it made this morning, and will make because of this morning, that wouldn't have happened if, if we hadn't done what we did? What's the spin-off? What are the consequences? For Lucy? For Charlotte? For Andrew? For Andrew? Uh, How much better parent? How how are his parenting skills going to be transformed after this morning? And and those of you that will watch him, you know, wow, you know, let's hope it works. Whatever it is we did, let's hope it works. Great. But what are the benefits? What's the effect? What's the payoff? Does it work? I, I mean, for Lucy, for Andrew and Charlotte, for Penrith Light and Life next week, or for you and I as individuals. So, in order to understand this whole dedication thing, I, I want us just to look at the, the moment, really, for Jacob in this passage. Just want to lift two key areas out of the, the Jacob story. Uh, and see whether it just helps us in how we live our lives and, and do our dedications, if you like. Uh, the first thing is where, what happened to Jacob in relation to God. So it's a good place to start. Because, uh, uh, as I said, Jacob is, is, uh, is running away from Esau. But uh, he's done the nasty on Esau, he's a double dealer, you might say. Uh, he's double-crossed him, he's duped him out of his inheritance, and, and, and Esau is just naffed off. You know, what, what, I don't know what the Hebrew word for that is, but you'll understand that uh, he's just angry. He, he's vengeful. He, he has got it in for his brother. And uh, that uh, in, in the previous chapter, Esau held a grudge. That's a bad thing to do. Right? Ever been there? Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. And he said to himself, the days of mourning for my father are near, then I will kill my brother Jacob. He he had it in for him. Put it mildly. He'd been upstaged by his little brother. Well, little. You know, just. He's a kind of smart aleck, wasn't he? Jacob, just kind of getting in before anybody else for his own benefit. But now the, t- the tables had turned and Jacob is doing a runner. He's off. I- I, we don't know when he started this journey. 
We know his mother kind of got him going because she'd heard that there was going to be trouble. But it's 55 miles from where he started to where he got at the end of the day. Uh, I call that doing a runner. I've done 30 miles in a day. 55 is a lot of miles in heat. He must have been half running all the way to get as many miles as he possibly could between him and his brother. He was scared out of his wits. He thought his last day was about, had just dawned and he's just legging it. Uh, yeah? Is that a fair description of uh, Genesis 28? He, he's just getting, he's just on his way. And uh, you, I don't know, have you ever read this passage and thought, God, fancy going to sleep with a stone as your pillow? Look, mate, if you just run half walked 55 miles on a hot day, that pillow would have been the most luxurious thing you've ever put your head on. And so he just crashed out. The sun was going down. He gets a stone. It helps him sleep. He's nodding off. And uh, he has a dream. And God is in this dream. And there's the, the something of heaven. He, see, he has a picture of heaven, of this stairway. It's not really a ladder. It's a, a, a stairway. Call it a stairway. With the base of it on earth, the top of it in heaven, angels going up and down this land. There's clearly a thoroughfare, there's a connection in the dream between earth and heaven. And God, what was that like? How did you know he was? But anyway, we won't go there. That's the, ask Andrew. The, the, the God is standing at the top of this stairway, and all it's saying to Jacob is there is access. This is man is on a runner. This, this is a man who's feeling bad about himself and then suddenly he has a dream and it's just shocking that uh, he's conscious of God's holiness. He, he's conscious of it. It must have been such a contrast to what was going on in his mind and his heart when he's running all of those miles. The man was in an absolute tiz, a turmoil. all of his life he just left his father he just left his family he just left all that's familiar he's on a runner he's been told where to go he doesn't have a map I mean his condition is not good and there must have been a fair degree of guilt you know alright he got the inheritance he got the blessing but he he just crossed his brother hadn't he you know because sometimes we get what we want but we just feel rotten inside. Don't you? Go on, nod. We do, don't we? Sometimes we get the very thing we want and it just felt, we thought it would make us happy and actually it, it makes us feel really horrible. He must have been like that. And it's in that condition that he has this revelation of God. Now, Dedication must come out of a, a revelation. It's just knowing God. And this is, as one man put it, a, the, the supreme display of grace. God appears to him in a dream. And God isn't there to tick him off. There's no rebuke at all. Not at all. God is just there conveying grace and 
purpose and promise. There's no demand, there's no reproach, and it's completely unsought. It, it isn't even as if Jacob is on a kind of pilgrimage, you know, or he, he's on his way to Jerusalem. He's not on his way to Jerusalem. He, he, he's going in the opposite direction. He's going away from the people of God. The people of Abraham, the, the people of faith, are where he's leaving. He's heading back to a, where Abraham got wisely out of. That's the deal. And it's here when, he, when, when God is not seeking him, he, and God just comes and he makes clear his un- intention. The man doesn't deserve it at all. And God comes and reveals himself, Jacob, I'm going to bless you. And it is unstinted. He talks about his past. And his gener- he says you're going to get the, the promises to your grandfather, to Abraham. And he talks about his future about how in generations to come there's going to be blessing. So it covers time. It covers him. And then it goes wider to the family, like the the sand on the seashore. And all the nations of the earth, he says. This is the promise of God. This is extensive. Right? This not only covers time, but to Jacob, this is this is not just him. This is going to affect everybody. And people near us are, are going to give you the land you're lying on. Well, okay, six by one, or a bit. No, no, no. The, 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 the land. And it's going to affect the nations. This, this, is, this, is, this is... The man is just robbed and is on a runner and, and, and God is giving him land and inheritance and blessing and influence he thought he had to kind of get it by double dealing isn't that interesting he was going to get it anyway he didn't get what his life needed by doing the dirty on somebody else that just caused him problems all that he had, all that was coming to him, came from this God of grace. He lost his father, he lost his family, he lost what was familiar, and God gave him so much. He's come face to face with this God of grace. This God who doesn't reward us in response to how bad we've been, but is loving and gracious to us despite how bad we've been. That's the thing. Dedication to God comes when we know a God like that. A God who will come and meet us even when we're feeling at our worst and we find the love of God there. The contrast between the mess that the man was in and the scale of God's kindness and goodness and abundance and blessing. It's extraordinary. And yet that's the God. That's why we dedicate. Because we believe in such a generous God. The blessing of God can come to Lucy. Now, well, yeah, we'll come to Lucy. Because Lucy's not messed her life up yet. Well, she will, of course. You know, she inherited sin from her father. Anyway, come on, go there. <laughs> But 
It isn't for that that we've come this morning. It's because we've come to know and had a revelation of this God who is so generous. That's why we want God to be at the centre of Lucy's life. And my life. And the church life. Because we are to be a people who desire this God. And are devoted and dedicated to this, this generous, gracious God. Because sometimes you use those words and think, well, oh, like a monk, you know, God's angry with me, but I'm a bad boy, and therefore I'll be really, you know, like you try to suck up to the headmaster, that kind of feeling. <laughs> I don't know if you did that or not, but they had canes in my day, so you had to. Um, uh, no, no, it's not that at all. Here's a God who in, his, in the Lord Jesus has shown us and offered us absolute mercy for goodness sake, why wouldn't we want to know such a God who loved us before we were born? Why not? Why be wrong with us? Not to dedicate, to yield to such a God. And Wesley started the... I always give a history lesson. He doesn't know anything about it. Wesley started the, the covenant service, 1755, but... After 30 years, he put it all down in a book, which is on, on, online. And uh, this, is, this is how he, I don't know if it's in the current one or not, but John will know. Anyway, uh, this is what Wesley said, listen. Get these three principles fixed in your heart. That things eternal are much more considerable than things temporal. Get that? Get this fixed in your heart. Things eternal are much more considerable than things temporal. That things not seen are as certain as the things that are seen. That upon your present choice depends your eternal lot. Choose Christ and his ways and you're blessed forever. Refuse and you are undone forever. And then make your choice. This gracious, generous, merciful God, who blesses us when we don't deserve it, and the scope and scale of his blessing is way, way beyond what we could imagine for Lucy. Or will you turn your back on this gracious, generous... No, 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 I don't want to do that. I want to know this God. Delight in this God. That's the basis of dedication. Not only, but then, secondly, not only did the meeting put God in his right place for Jacob, it also put Jacob in his right place. Dedication puts me in my right place. But when I dedicate myself, and when you do it next Sunday, you, you're coming to a place, as, as Wesley said there, where I'm putting God in the right place in my life. But I'm also putting myself in a right place before him. I think back to Jacob. He's uh, in a perilous position. Solitary, homeless, precarious. Living, if you like, with the consequences of his own actions. If there's fear and insecurity, 
because of the things that he's done. That uh, he's gone his own way, and as always, there's just that alienation and sense of lostness when we go our own way. Produces isolation. Doesn't give us what we promised, it messes us up. And here he is, without prospects, his mum said, you know, go to Haran, go back to where Abraham came from. But the prospects are not good. He hasn't got a wife. He hasn't got a plan. There's no security. He's, he's left. He's moved away from where his future ought to have been. His direction is, in, is, un, is uncertain. The reception, when he gets there, but let's say uncertain. And the outcome's uncertain. And as I said, he's moved away from the family of faith and he's going back to where Abraham was told to leave. And it, he comes to this place, or just outside the place of Luz. I don't know where Luz is. Well, I do, on the map. If you know where Bethel is. And by accident, he, he just turns up there. He runs out of steam. <laughs> runs out of daylight, just crashes out with his head on a rock. Away from God, away from those who walk with God, he's on a trajectory, can I put it that way? Right? He's on a course that's going away. And it it's almost, if I can, it's almost as if the Lord just went across to cross his path. That he is going headlong away. And he thought he was a million miles from God. Yeah? When he was at Luz. He, he had, as he says in verse 12, I had no idea. <laughs> no idea. He, he thought, that he and God were in a different place. But God had taken in a detour to just, so that their paths crossed at last. That's what happened. Hey, that is what God does. Isn't that what God did for you? When you thought that you were heading on a, on a route away from God at a hundred miles an hour, wasn't that what happened? And God took a detour and caused for your paths to cross. Looking back, is that what happened? Or do you think you're still on your trajectory away? Well, hey, I've got good news for you. That God is a God who comes, finds us where we are, even when we're in a mess. And our paths cross. And, and that's what's happened here. And he's suddenly aware of God. He, he's made aware in the dream of God's promises and of his presence and of his plan of the way to heaven. And he just calls it God's house. It, it, it's as if he says that he stumbled on God's front door. <laughs> Great. Right? He didn't have a sat-nav. But it he, he, he wasn't marked on the map. He, he was just making all the ground he could make and, and gets to this place and bang it. And who was there? Wow! Who would have thought it? He would have thought he was going away from God. And all the time, he was going across that horrible, dry, hot desert, and he turns up at last, 
Beersheba, but where is he? Bah, God's house. Just like that. That's how, he, that's how he described it. And suddenly he's safe. And he's secure. And in the light of, it's in the light of that, you see, that he makes his covenant. That he makes his dedication. That God is a covenant God. He, he uses the covenant name uh, r- repeatedly. The Lord. The Lord. And from a man who was off track, he suddenly finds he's on track. He's hit the crossroad. He was going in one direction and then suddenly he finds himself back on the ticket. He, he stumbled you might say, he didn't stumble, God ambushed him. That's what happened to you. You thought you'd stumbled on God, you didn't. Right? He took a detour, he took you in, that was the deal. Right? But he Suddenly he finds himself at this crossroad, back in God's plan, of God's promises, and of God's, I'm going to be with you, I'm going to be with you, and I'm going to prosper you, and I'm going to bless your family. Ah! Well, now here's the question. Is he going to carry on away from God? Is he suddenly going, well this is, okay, Lord, I'm in, I've just stumbled on God's purposes, so where will God's purposes take me next? You see, it isn't just putting God in the right place, it's putting himself in the right place. Staying on the plan. Now that's the deal for next year, for us. Right? Our paths have crossed with the Lord this morning. Um, as with Jacob, it's, got a, well, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's, it's, just, it's just obvious, isn't it? Well, hey, I, I stumbled on his blessing. Y- you didn't, but that's what you think. I, well, hey, which, where do I go from here to stay in the blessing? What is the plan of God for me from here on? What is 2009? What's the path, Lord? What's the route? What are the steps I've got to take? That's Jacob. Right? But uh, he's met with God. This, is a, this God is a generous God. And so he comes and says, this, that I w- you will be my God. That was generous. You will be my God. He makes his covenant. It sounds as if he's trying to make a deal. Doesn't it? So that... that uh, He's trying to sell God a car or something. You know, if you will do this, and if you, you give me some clothes to wear, and you'll give me food to eat, and something to drink, and you look after me, and I'll give everything I want, and bring me back here, you know, you do your bit, God, I'll give you something of all I've got. It, it sounds as if he was just making a deal. How long is making a deal at all? He's just saying it in the way, that's just the way Jacob was. He just said it. He just said it in his way. And that's how we need to say it. Don't you, you know your pretty words... That all Jacob was doing was expressing his heart. And he's saying, you must be my God. I, I, I want to be on the ticket with Abraham and Isaac. I want it to be Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And we need to say, I want it to be Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and me. <laughs> I, this God must be my God. And, and now that he's my God, I, I just want to go your way. I just want to walk in your blessing. Because there's blessing here. And shall I go that way? Shall I go that way? Oh, where's the blessing? Oh, there's the blessing. I'll go that way. There's the purposes of God. I'll go that way. That's what Jacob's saying. 
There's a tenth, isn't a bad idea, but who won't go there? Accidentally? No. Right at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, in John 1, he draws a parallel with this event. And uh, he says to Nathaniel, you'll see the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Jesus said that he is the way to heaven. It's following, it's to the Lord Jesus, says, you will be my God. And I'll follow you. In this coming year, I really do want to walk you away. Because we want that for Lucy. Now just send me, as I close, half an hour. Just, we'd want that for Lucy, wouldn't we? I mean, they, they prayed and said this morning, but we'd want this gracious, generous God to be Lucy's God, wouldn't we? You know, heavens, you wouldn't want Lucy's life to go off at a tangent so that by the time she's my age, that this God, she is in no relationship at all. My word, we would not want that. Because this God is a loving, gracious God who said to Jacob, I'm going to be with you. And so because, you know, the beginning of Lucy's life, you say, well, yeah, we really want this God to be her God. And all the promises, all the benefits that come from that, that this passage, well, we want that for Lucy, don't you? You know, if you could wing a prayer and say, well, yeah, that, her life is going to be at its best if she walks that way. That's the deal. Well, yeah. But isn't that what next Sunday is all about? Wouldn't, wouldn't, it, wouldn't God, for this God to be your God and his blessings be on your life, wouldn't that be the best too? Wouldn't it be utter foolishness to live our lives in a way where this God wasn't our God and his purposes and blessing wasn't on our life? I mean, how stupid would that be? when we know what we know. And that's the, that's the covenant. That's why it's quite good really this morning that we're going to take a piece of bread and a small cup in our hands. Because it's not just once a year that we renew a covenant. We, we renew a covenant every time we take communion and say, you God must be my God. And your ways and your blessing, I really do want on my life. Lord, thank you for this place of dedication. Lord, if we were dedicating ourselves to you and you were fitful and judgmental and awkward and stern with us, it would still be the right thing to do because you're God. But you're not that way with us. You are gracious to us. Your presence goes with us. Your kindness, your mercy is con constant to us. 
And so we dedicate, Lord. And we say, Lord Jesus, like Jacob, will you go with me? Will you meet the needs of my life and help me, keep me in the right place, on the right path, for Jesus' sake. Amen.